How's it going, freaks? This episode of Tales from the Crypt is brought to you by the folks at thecryptocandle.com. So head over to thecryptocandle.com and pick up one of their candles. There's a chance you'll also be buying a whole Bitcoin for $45. You read that correctly, a whole Bitcoin for $45. How does it work, you ask? Well, 5,000 candles have been produced. Each candle has a token with a unique code embedded on it, buried in the wax. 53 of the 5,000 tokens, around 1%, are redeemable for a little bit of Bitcoin. 50 of the tokens are redeemable for 1% of a Bitcoin. Two of the tokens have a half a Bitcoin on them. And one token among the 5,000 has a whole Bitcoin on it. What you do is you let the wax melt down to a certain extent. You take out the token. You go to thecryptocandle.com and see if your token is redeemable for a bit of Bitcoin. Uh, when you're at checkout, make sure you use the promo code CRYPT, that's C-R-Y-P-T, to receive a 10% discount on your order. And uh, hopefully you can thank Uncle Marty later for, for getting you some cheap Bitcoin. That's uh, the promo code CRYPT, C-R-Y-P-T, at thecryptocandle.com. What is up, freaks? Welcome back to Tales from the Crypt. It's your boy Marty Bent. We're still on blockchain week here in New York City. It's been a crazy week. I'm tired. I've been doing a lot of morning podcasts. We had uh, Jameson Lap on yesterday morning. Great conversation. I was a little sluggish in the beginning, but I think we picked it up by the end. This morning, I brought my A game really uh, to talk about an exciting product. Uh, I'm here with Ryan Dittman, co-founder of Azteco. Ryan, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Marty. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it. This is great. Yeah, like talk like right into it. Right. Um, yeah, so as Teco, uh, your co-founder is somebody I've been fascinated with on Twitter for a while, Beautyon, aka Aiken Fernandez. Um, how'd you get mixed up with him? Yeah, so it's through Twitter, like a lot of other people in the industry with uh, Bitcoin. So it was October of 2016 um, that I really took notice to Akeen and. Prior to that, I was following him on Twitter and just thought he had a lot of great insights on Bitcoin, and, and I learned a lot from him. Um, so it was October 2016. I remember I was, I'm from the Midwest originally, Madison, mm-hmm. Wisconsin. Oh, Madhouse. Yes. Um, I've, I've, I've been to Madison, Wisconsin a lot. We used to go for a Halloween lacrosse tournament every year when I was at DePaul. <laughs> I have very fond memories of Madison, Wisconsin. It's a Halloween city, especially. <laughs> right? It's crazy in State Street. Um, before we get into you meeting Beauty on, right. I always forget this. What is your tale? How'd you find Bitcoin first? So, yeah, so it was uh, about, like every, as well, like everybody else, when I first heard about Bitcoin, I thought, oh, it's geek money or it's criminals use it, bad people use it. And um, I kept hearing it, and this is about mid-2014. I kept hearing about Bitcoin, and I got more interested, more interested in it. And then uh, I right down the rabbit hole. And, um, yeah, I, I couldn't stop. It just all day, all night, and <laughs> just I was just fascinated by Bitcoin. Yeah. And I saw the global potential of uh, the software project and how unprecedented it is mm-hmm. and it just it blew my mind so I just went all in and it got on uh, Twitter essentially followed beauty on is one of the followers and in October of 2016 I remember I was g- going back to Madison I was in at a wedding in Minneapolis and he he wrote a blog and uh, saying that software could sell itself and my background is sales Business development strategy, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I thought, well, software doesn't necessarily sell itself out of the gate, and um, so I was a little bit—I uh, would—I wouldn't say upset, but uh, I was a little bit perturbed with that statement, mm-hmm. and so I stopped following him, and then, <laughs> uh, and then, but I kept seeing retweets um, by him and thought yeah you know he's just got some great insights so I followed him again and next thing you know we're, we're DMing through through Twitter and uh, he eventually introduces me to his tackle when he sent me the voucher that's 
my aha moment. It was, I was just blown off my feet. You know, I, I couldn't believe what he built. And he asked if, um, if I was involved in the venture capital uh, side of um, just business in general. And I, I have some connections there. But I started to help him uh, look to raise capital for the seed round mm-hmm. uh, that we're raising. Actually, we're closing here in a couple of weeks. Yeah, that's why you're in town. So let's yep. dive into Azteco. Right. I've used it. It yep. seems like an incredible st- service. Um, very excited for it to go live around the world. So what? how would you describe Azteco? So Azteco is the simple and fast way to get Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. So right now, if, if you ask, anybody an average person how do you get bitcoin really they they don't know and maybe in the united states they'll say coinbase Mm -hmm. um there's other options now but um even with coinbase you have to set up the account you have to have a bank card you have to give them all your information their custodian so if you want to own your private keys obviously you have to get them off uh, coinbase um so azteco is the simple and fast way to get bitcoin and essentially we're the 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 on-ramp um and what are the mechanics of Azteca? So how does it work exactly? So you go in our, so we, it's software as a service. Mm-hmm. So we have vendors or merchants, brick and mortar, uh, retailers. You walk into a grocery store, convenience store, clothing shop, anybody and everybody, auto repair, who, who, anybody that wants to sell Bitcoin, you go in, buy an Azteca voucher, just like you would a mobile top-up or pay-to-go um, for mobile phones. Mm-hmm. And you get a, a voucher code. On the voucher code, there's a 16-digit number. You can either enter that 16-digit number into our website and redeem your Bitcoin almost instantly. Uh, or you can use, there's also a QR code on there now. So you can download your Samurai Wallet app and scan the QR code and redeem an app. Yeah, so you guys have been working closely with Samurai on this? Uh, yes, yeah. That's yeah. one of my favorite wallet teams in the space. Probably my favorite wallet team in the space. We, we love Samurai. They're they're good, and they're going to dominate the, the wallet space. Can we uh, can we talk about them for a little bit? What do you like? What do you like about them most? Um, I, uh, so, so my background is throughout the the entire payments ecosystem. So I was very familiar with selling, gosh, anything from check processing services to to credit cards. I was in credit card processing back when they had the knuckle busters and, <laughs> <laughs> and before like when when taxi cabs wouldn't even take credit cards and that really wasn't that long ago so was, that was i remember about eight years ago there's taxi cabs that still wouldn't take mm-hmm. they just did not want to take credit cards and so now we see uber and everything's just built into to uber software including the payments but um but with the regards to the digital wallets, uh, mobile wallets, at one time there was, um, I think it was about, yeah, about six years ago or so, there was about 615 digital wallets, uh, startups that were out there. Mm-hmm. And today I believe like Walmart is number three uh, in the wallet space. So, so with the digital wallets, there's so many silos. So you have... Uh, the hardware, you know, iOS, Android, you have the gateway, you have the payment processor, you have the point of sale systems, which are very, for the most part, very difficult to get integrated with. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have the chicken versus the egg. So the users versus the, the retailers. So what comes first? So, um, so with regards to the digital wallet space, there's, although Apple is, is leading digital wallet right now? I, I believe still. Um, I don't think many people really use the 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 Apple Wallet. I don't use it. Yeah, it's it's. <laughs> why don't you use it? That's just that. It's just easier just to use the card, in my opinion. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And and so yeah, and I I truly believe Samurai is just going to be uh, like water off a duck's back uh, <laughs> for for everybody. It's just you're just going to walk in and just tap, you know, scan phone and boom. That's it. And the one thing about Samurai is that they're like true cypherpunks. They're, Absolutely. They're privacy first, Absolutely. fungibility first. They have a very high, uh, um, they put a very high importance on fungibility, correct? Absolutely. Yeah, they, they, and that's where we really align. It's like peanut butter and jelly. So how does, uh, what are the mechanics of Samurai and Azteca meeting up or linking up? It's just simply that they... Yeah, it was, gosh, I, I really can't, somehow... 
um, yeah, they, they connected with with the Keen and Beautyon, and uh, hopped on a call, and it was it was like we've known them for forever. It seemed like, it was, <laughs> and we're, we're just so aligned with him. Is he as intense on the phone as he is on Twitter? No, well, you know, he'll he'll tell you that uh, with with regard, Twitter is not real life. You know? <laughs> so he's he's uh, people are uh, very very surprised of. Um, his composure when you meet him in person yeah he's really cool yeah, yeah yeah he's really cool and and that's also when i started working with him he he really took me under his wing and although i i had a good uh idea of what bitcoin is where it's going um he he's just a technical genius and mm-hmm. and my, I, I don't have a technical background so he just um was able to essentially mentored me in a lot of ways that's awesome um so what uh what is the vision for azteco like what how do you see things playing out once you guys go to market in, in mass yeah so gosh um so we're, we're launching in, in london um and it's within cons- conservatively four weeks um but maybe a maybe six weeks um <clears throat> Uh, but so we're, we're launching in London. It's a hub and spoke business model. Mm-hmm. So we'll we'll start out in London, uh, and then we have other countries um, lined up as well with resellers or, or vendor opportunities. So I it, it's right now it's just the two of us. So mm-hmm. th- this is truly important for us to raise the capital because we need help. Yeah, and and from the, the software development side Akeen needs some some help on the on the the back end and then also the UX UI um, I'm gonna need some help with regards to the business development building this thing out and then there's everything else too but mm-hmm. um, we, we and just anticipate the, the floodgates just being open so it's um, we're, every week we're, we're getting at least one maybe two new vendor requests and this is with hiding our contact page on our website so how does it work with vendors do they pay a certain fee up front or you just give them access to the voucher program and they get a fee for facilitating it exactly so we charge a fee four percent and we split that with the vendor okay so they get two percent we get two percent all they need is internet access um, so they can um, work off of an existing laptop if they have a printer Uh, we're looking into different options with the hardware Um, Mm -hmm. maybe have our own uh, hardware manufactured um, or use Chromebook and Epson printer for example and um, just ha- have some sort of plug and play option yeah uh, at least for the first you know few hundred merchants and and so it's it's a we have a tripartite agreement mm-hmm. so uh, essentially what the vendor does is they'll put a deposit into a, a surety bond and we cannot access that bond uh, they cannot access that bond, and let's say it's for thirty thousand dollars, then they're able to sell the, uh, up to thirty thousand dollars in Bitcoin. Uh, once they pay us the the fees, so they'll they'll keep their two percent, we get our two percent, and then the uh, the Bitcoin will be uh, recycled essentially. So they'll they'll start back at zero and can sell up to thirty thousand dollars again. Mm-hmm. So. Do these vendors have to put thirty thousand dollars up front? They do, okay. yeah, or ten thousand, whatever, whatever they like to do. Whatever they're comfortable. Yeah, and if they want to pay, you know, within a couple of days or a week, you know, it can be a lot faster too. So they won't have to put as much. But our the current market right now is local bitcoins mm-hmm. and also Bitcoin ATMs. Yeah, and they uh, local bitcoins. Yeah. Getting some shit in the news recently for putting in some yeah. KYC AML. Yeah, disappointing, right? Yeah. yeah. Totally disappointing. They were the bastion for OTC markets. <laughs> Hockey stick girl. Yeah. So you guys, you guys, I mean, Akeen particularly is very anti-state, very anti-KYC AML. And that is sort of the ethos that is driving Azteco, I would imagine. Correct? It, yeah. And I wouldn't necessarily say he's anti-state. He's, he'll describe it as being anti anti-logical. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. It's... it's um, yeah, so it's it's and it's not that we're we're, we're we'll be following the the AML laws. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I believe in the UK it's five thousand or ten thousand pounds, and that's for every business. It's not just for for Bitcoin businesses. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Um, and then with regards to the KYC, we're not holding any consumer data, and that will vary from jurisdiction to jurisdiction as well, and that will be on the vendor. So if they need to, in Nicaragua, if they need to see a, an ID or something like that, that's that's on them. Yeah. No, and that's um, that's one thing I noticed right away. Like, I had an aha moment, too, when I when Akeen first sent me a voucher. Uh, didn't need to put my name down. Didn't need to do anything. Could have could have walked up to the vendor in cash and yeah. just created a random wallet on a library computer, which I wouldn't recommend. But we're talking <laughs> hypotheticals here, and nobody would have known that like I had bought Bitcoin. Absolutely, and it's and it's that simple. In, in the U.S., it's so also the current market obviously in the U.S. is the exchanges, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so there's this decentralized exchanges and the centralized exchanges. Uh, at, at the end of the day. We do not see many people even touching exchanges, but we in are in the long run. In the long run, but but although uh, Bisc and Hodel Hodel we're we're big fans of, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, they're going to see enormous growth. Uh, and when we say not many people are going to be touching these exchanges, um, so our, the market that we're going after is um, folks who who are unbanked, um, and then also you you have this you know the average person that just doesn't know how to get bitcoin and uh, so they just walk into a store buy bitcoin and they can either use that however they want um as far as holding some sort of equity in the 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 new global e-commerce uh, eventually people will be using bitcoin to to buy things to use it um like right now there's there's some cool sites out there like purse.io for example where mm-hmm. the escrow um once Bitcoin gets in the hands of millions and then billions of people, then we're going to start to see tons of hundreds of millions of applications flooded to the market. Yeah, it's just a matter of time. Yeah, it is. It's going to take patience and people like you building the on and off ramps. Um, we're seeing some really exciting, uh, cool uh, startups that are that are going to be here pretty soon too. So, I'll, are you allowed to talk about any of them? No, I, I can't. But it's it's. Um, um, I can give you some names of people you might want to reach out to, um, but and they can tell you. Um, but um, because because of, of Birian Akin's um, uh, presence on Twitter, so he's very well known, very well respected, and uh, so a lot of people want to talk with him and, and run by their projects, um, see mm-hmm. what he thinks, and he, you know he'll he'll tell you what he what he thinks you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, so if you know be ready for that if if you want to get his opinion yeah but uh we, we are seeing some fascinating fascinating exciting projects out there and they're simple mm-hmm. and they're very simple projects that just uh, a lot of people are overlooking and at the same time we're seeing all these complex 37 page white papers that just are junk and techno babble techno babble that's the thing like <laughs> people are missing like the low hanging fruit like this as techo is like such a low hanging fruit and such a novel applic- application to an on and off ramp for this stuff that absolutely just applying sort of the the cell phone minute fill up model yep. to fill up your bitcoin wallet that's exactly what it is yeah it's it's simple and in everybody outside of the well even in the U.S., I believe it's about 25% of the market use some sort of mobile top-up or pay-as-you-go. But outside of the U.S., it's this is what everybody does. And it's this massive. Is, yeah, it's, yeah, let's it's, talk about this market for a little bit. So mm-hmm. people, Africa, Latin America, they, yep. would you call them burner phones? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, there's burner phones and the SIM cards. and um, But they just, yeah, they just have a phone. They they top it up for minutes every month. You know, so here's 20 bucks, 40 bucks, 60 bucks. And they do this at like a local gas station or? Yeah, corner, corner shops in the, in the UK specifically, for example. Or there's places like um, Carphone Warehouse, mm-hmm. which is kind of like a, a Best Buy mobile store in the UK. Um, yeah, there's, there's, ton, there's tons of these places, grocery stores. Um, everybody has it, so it's so. This is very familiar with people outside of the U.S. and for not only for the vendors but also for just the the consumers. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is uh, this is going to be natural for them. Yes, yeah, is a, a user experience that people are used to. Absolutely. And Absolutely. <clears throat> so, what? Uh, yeah. What? I'm trying to think like how to phrase this question. <laughs> um, so I would say you guys are like 
I don't want to say confrontational, but just showing people that there is another way to interact with Bitcoin on an off, on off ramp than an exchange like Coinbase or Gemini or Kraken. Mm-hmm. Like, do you see people seeing the novelty of Azteco immediately and being like, holy shit, I can never believe I actually use Coinbase ever? Um, or do you think there's going to be a hurdle with people creating their own personal wallets and stuff like that? Do you think there's like an education piece needed there? Or an educated education push needed there for like people to be more comfortable downloading uh, wallet software and holding their own private keys. Yeah, that's a that's a yeah that's a great point, uh, a great question. Um, yeah, there's we're definitely at the beginning. Um, mm-hmm. Still, even though Bitcoin's nine years in, um, we're still at the beginning of um, getting people familiar uh, with 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 Bitcoin. So it's. Um, there will be some edu- education that that will need to be done there, but even though in in a lot of countries where where maybe some folks are illiterate, they're very familiar with numbers. They're good at numbers, mm-hmm. so this Bitcoin should be very very easy to them, and um, uh, it, it'll be natural to them, I believe. And and so with Samurai, you know, it's it's um, so we'll be referring folks to Samurai. Um, Open Dime as well. We love Open Dime. Huge fan of Open Dime. Yeah, actually yeah. got gifted an Open Dime last week. Oh, I saw that. Uh, yeah, I said, you, you posted on Twitter, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was cool. Yeah. It's a cool gift. Yeah, love Open Dime too. Yeah. Um, and then Samurai, they're they're about to roll out an iOS app, correct? Or I, I believe so. Yeah, they're at least working on it. Yeah, I shouldn't speak on their behalf, but I believe yeah. so. Yeah, I think they're working on one. Yeah. Um, but. But yeah, just going back to your uh, 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 question about Coinbase, Gemini, and if we're confrontational, we're just working with Bitcoin by by its nature. Mm-hmm. So um, Bitcoin is its software; it's a database. Um, it's in the United States. There's uh, New York specifically. Uh, there, no, nobody with the Bitcoin company is going to be starting uh, business here in, in New York anytime soon yeah. because of the bit license and, and all the regular regulations that are going on here which unfortunately um i, I want to see america thrive with bitcoin and, and i think america can can lead the way with bitcoin but with all these regulations and, and hurdles um very similar that we saw with fintech companies so to have a fintech company you had to have you know all the the state regulations the federal regulations and it's very di- very difficult for just entrepreneurs that you know, two entrepreneurs that with uh, that are bootstrapping to 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 launch a business in the United States, but um, I, hopefully this will change. Um, whether it's from outside pressure from other countries, um, but we we are launching in the UK because we we feel that the UK is definitely going to be one of the reasons. Is, uh, we we definitely feel the UK is going to be leading the way in 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 Bitcoin. Hey, why is this? Uh, just well, right now. Uh, Bitcoin is in the UK is legal because it's not illegal, mm-hmm. and so they they actually they have a they, they follow the laws. So in in order to in the UK, if you you can't just make up a law, uh, <laughs> or or you know uh, uh, um, close somebody's bank accounts just because you know you don't like what what their business is doing. So that you actually have to draft the law, debate the law, goes to the parliament. Uh, and then it it then the law is implemented, and that whole process takes about you know eight, nine months or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and if there's and we're we're following the laws, and and if there's any laws that we need to follow, we we will definitely follow them. But these laws need to be uh, they they can't just make them up, you know. Yeah. So in the UK, they're sort of have a laissez-faire stance right now. Just absolutely let it let it play out. Absolutely, yeah. and you see like with blockchain.info, for example, and. And in worst case, it's it's software, so we can we can be uh, incorporated anywhere. We can operate anywhere. Uh, it's it's not like moving uh, an Apple manufacture yeah, uh, like, plant. It's not like getting your mining operation banned in China and having to move it. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not hard. Yeah, not hardware, big space. It's it's a server. Yeah, servers, that, so that's one thing. Beauty on talks about a lot uh, that you mentioned earlier is uh, Bitcoin is speech. Yep, it's, right. It's speech. That's it's just it code in a in a GitHub repo. Zeros and ones, right? Yeah. Yep. Can we dive into that a little bit? So what's it like? 
I mean, I think I understand his mentality, but let's describe it for the freaks out there. Yeah, so, well, it's in... And he'll have to come on here sometime soon and, and talk with you about the technical details. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's Bitcoin is it's software. It's not, um, it's not illegal money. So, um, like, in, in the U.S., there, there's all these um, money transmitter licenses uh, that, that companies need to have, uh, at least for custodial purposes. I know right now in the U.S. they're also looking at... Um, not having those licenses for Lightning Network, for example, or, or for mining um, <laughs> as well. Um, but yeah, B- Bitcoin is once we once we see all these applications go to market, it, we're going to see just um, it's going to change everything. So it's it's not just transaction, you know, between two people for for. Uh, trading huge amounts of volume on a hedge fund or mm-hmm. you know these are going to be for for escrow for i mean gosh you name it for, for yeah for for buying uh news articles to read uh without all the the, the ads uh, for buying a, a soda can you know bus tickets things like that and uh it's gonna it's gonna be used for everything but um yeah there, there's a there's a ton of applications that, that will be out there yeah, we're seeing this infrastructure get built out with the uh, Lightning Network. What do you think about Lightning? It's still experimental. Mm-hmm. There's only like 21 Bitcoin on on the Lightning Network right now, correct? Right, right, something like that. About like 10,000 nodes, I think, or not 10,000, probably like 5,000 nodes or something like that. Oh, yeah. Um, no, I think I think it's exciting. I'm not going to put any of my Bitcoin on Lightning Network yet, but no? not yet. <clears throat> I mean. Elizabeth Stark and the people at Lightning Labs will tell you it's very experimental mm-hmm. at the moment. It still needs to get uh, still needs to get fortified and ossified as a net, as a second layer. Mm-hmm. Um, so just waiting for that to get built out. And that's gonna again. That's something I preach here on this podcast is patience. Like it's going to take time for right. the second layer to get built out. But I envision once it is built out that yes, it will enable insane things like yeah. the machine payable web. Right. Like. It's going to get to a point where machine, like maybe machine machines, machines drive more of the uh, drive more of the economic activity on Bitcoin than humans in the future. I agree. That's yeah. a that's a completely uh, possible scenario. Yep. I agree. Um, but yeah, I'm in I'm in the hodl mentality right now. Hodl, yep. hodl. <laughs> I mean, we ha- I had a hodl versus hodl debate this week. Oh, you did with with who? Uh, with crypto Ethan and Bitcoin sign guy. Believe it or not, nice. and the guy that held the sign behind Janet Yellen. Yep, yep, I'm familiar. I was pretty convinced, or I was, uh, was beaten in the debate. It's Hodel. I got to start pronouncing it correctly. How are you beaten in in the debate? It's just consensus was was uh was agreed upon, hmm? and the consensus is it's Hodel. It's not Hodel. It's. <laughs> <laughs> this is a this is a system built on consensus. So I'd like to follow consensus. I don't wanna fork off the uh the hodl chain yeah definitely not <laughs> yeah, it's, it's got it's gotten us this far and um yeah and about the the lightning network too it's yeah you're right about the conservative approach and this is actually a great feature of bitcoin it's not just rushing throwing all these applications on top and, and breaking things it's these these software and this is why another reason why i'm so excited about bitcoin like the best talent in the world is all working on it um but Ethereum has so many developers. They do. Don't they? <laughs> <laughs> they do. Yeah, and, and you know, Microsoft is uh, was running on so many machines too, and it's and it still is. But it's uh, it's you know, it's it's not the juggernaut people envisioned it. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. From an operating system uh, standpoint. No, it's not. And yeah, and, and I would I, I I would highly recommend. I mean, Bitcoin is tough to to build on, um, but I would highly recommend that software developers that are building on Ethereum start thinking about building on Lightning Network. Yeah, why is that? Well, just I think uh, Ethereum is like building on sand, um, and Lightning Network is Bitcoin, and it, and it's the future, you know. And and these applications take time to build. So, for example, um, Budion he's been building Azteco for about four years now. I mean, and actually, his this idea 
uh, for Azteca has actually gone way, way back <laughs> um, to the days of uh, Chom's eCash. So, and, oh, really? Yeah. So, really? Yeah. So he'll, he'll release the document here pretty soon. And, um, yeah, I think people will be pretty amazed, like, how long he's been thinking about this and working on this. So, yeah, it's, yeah, it's the other thing, like, <laughs> slow and steady versus move be- move fast and break things in this space. It's, yeah. it's a huge point of contention for the, the competing, the factioning development teams. Yeah. I'm a big slow and steady guy. Yep. It just makes the most sense, right? Yep. This is potentially the most important network that we'll ever create as humans. Absolutely. We should take our time with it. Yep, absolutely. And it's, it's uh, yeah, it's once in a, a thousand-year opportunity, too, for um, uh, for people to start building on and, and, and have companies to, to own equity in the, this new global... Um, financial system right? yeah whatever you want to call it i mean it's it it, it what, yeah financial system to, to maybe folks here in like wall street or, mm-hmm. um but to to some other people it's it's just some global um equity that has value to them you know and, and how they want to use it that that's up to them so transactional basis to, to send the family to use for you know quote we don't like the word smart contracts but you know for smart contracts things like that and um, for multi-sig contracts. Multi-sig, yes. That and, I, and that's going to be really exciting, too, down the road. Yeah. Um, we were talking about some some cool multi-sig functions last night at uh, the Bitcoin meetup here in New York. Things are going to get weird. Yep. Things are going to get weird. They are going to get weird. They already are a little weird. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it can only get better, though, right? Yeah. <laughs> so you've been in this space for a while. How... Uh, how do you think about like the pace of innovation in this space? Is it surpassing your expectations, or it's, is it in line? Is it behind? It's uh, it's very difficult to keep up with, right? It's, <laughs> I mean, you know, it's. Uh, let me ask you. I mean, like, it's like how much, you know, how much time a day do you put into to to reading about Bitcoin? You know, it's. Uh, I'd rather not say because I have a job and I don't want them to know. That if they did the math, they'd be like, "Wait a second, when are you working?" Yeah, 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 yeah. No, but it, it's enthralling. I mean, and that's the thing. Like a lot of people, since I write the newsletter and have this podcast, some people jump into my DMs, ask me about random altcoins. I'm like, I yeah. don't have enough time to like pay attention to this. No There's way. so much going on in Bitcoin, right? And that's the other thing. I, I don't want to say I've become jaded or disenchanted. I've just <clears throat> grown a thick skin over the last five, six years, five years. Uh, there's scammers everywhere. Like this, this ICO craze, it happened already. Like it was pre-mined all coins in 2013, 2014. Mm-hmm. It's the same scam dressed in different clothes. Like <laughs> it, 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 It's marketing people just trying to get a quick buck from dumb money. Yep. And the sooner people realize this, I mean... I don't think there is anything but experience that can force people to learn this. Yeah, you're right. Um, but it's at like just because the marketing materials are getting flashier, and the and the conferences are getting bigger, <laughs> doesn't mean the ideas are getting any better. Yeah. They're they're as stupid as they were five years ago. You're exactly right. <laughs> exactly right. And yeah. it's, I mean, this week in particular, it's just like a roadshow of terrible ideas. Oh yeah. Are you? Have you gone into consensus? I would I would not step foot in that place. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? But it's just not. Uh, you know, I went to the to the blockstream party last night, and that, that it's cool to go there. And you know, I mentioned this to in the elevator. It's uh, it's like going to all star game, <laughs> you know. Versus and and these and these people are serious people um, who are really trying to to change the world and and and, and make a difference uh, for. For various reasons, you know, and, and I just, it, you know, I don't see that with these, these tokens or these, whatever you want to call them these days, security tokens, DLT, you know, b- blockchain without Bitcoin, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's all nonsense. Right. Yeah, it's all nonsense. And, and, and that, that's, that's actually been uh, a challenge. One of the challenges that we've faced when trying to raise capital here, um, uh, for over the past year, is a lot of Bitcoin's become somewhat contrarian, though. And what do you mean by by that? It's people are enthralled by ICOs and these securities. Right. They're like, oh, why if Bitcoin's boring? Like, yeah. Why would you even think about that? Yeah, and that's just it, right? It's the it's the fundamentals, 
and and people just want to it's here bitcoin is here and instead of looking at what we have right here they're trying to figure out the next best thing and and in my opinion they should not be doing that but but you know everybody's got a, a different approach and uh different thoughts different anticipation um but yeah kind of going back to the to to the, one of the challenges that we have faced when raising capital is we get a, this question asked a lot by uh, VCs, for example. So, well, why don't you just go, you know, raise an ICO or something like that? And even uh, some of the, the Bitcoin startups that we, we talk with, um, they have said, yeah, it's it's tough raising capital. And we've even, you know, it's crossed our minds that we should maybe do an ICO. But um, the thing is that reputation lasts forever right you know so these so there's no way we would touch an ICO um, and uh, most Bitcoiners they won't touch an ICO either Um, yes it's a long-term reputation game right that's been my thesis like people are sprinting out of the gate yep looking for the next best protocol and we're going to look back in 10 years and be like you're an asshole you're an (laughs) asshole you're an asshole great idea not Um, but yeah it's like like you said, I, I love what you said. Like we have this right here in front of us, yeah. and everybody's running off to find the next best thing. Yeah. And what people don't realize, like people are trying to create Bitcoin killers. If Bitcoin dies, this whole space dies, in my yep. opinion. I agree. Like absolutely, the immaculate conception of Bitcoin is. We're getting very religious undertones here again. <laughs> but honestly, like I, I, I've talked about this before. This is the narrative that's going to win out in the long run, in my mind, is Bitcoin's longevity. Uh, preceded by somewhat immaculate conception being that we don't know who Satoshi is and he's gone and it's crazy I don't think anybody's going to beat that narrative there's no way especially none of these like crypto VC hedge funds like pumping capital into pre-sales like it just doesn't that's not the way value is created like I've been getting in arguments with people over EOS EOS has five billion dollar raise how do you deploy five billion dollars to did they raise five I didn't see that five billion (laughs) apparently that's like the like nobody knows for certain that's like the number being thrown out there it's billions of dollars wow it's at least three billion dollars wow potentially five and how the fuck do you deploy five billion dollars of capital? <laughs> like we got a developer army. It's like no, you can't just throw money at problems and expect them to get solved. No, no, no. If if and if they if they would, we'd see we'd see the the banks um, be be all over the space then. Right. Yeah. And I mean, let's just use heuristics here of software projects that have taken the slow and steady approach, like Linux. Mm-hmm. Right. So Linux, right. like we were talking about Microsoft earlier, right. like they they paid a bunch of developers, they threw a bunch of money at development for their operating system. It's ass. It's it's one of the most it's one of the buggiest, leakiest operating systems. Like don't ever use Windows if you have a Bitcoin wallet on your computer. <laughs> but Linux was a decentralized operating system project. The developers put their head down for decades, yep. and now. Microsoft sort of put up a flag and said, all right, we're going to allow Linux to be run on, on Microsoft computers. It's strange. It's, it's a better operating system, right? <laughs> but maybe we can use this as an example to like sort of pay attention to Bitcoin and maybe Bitcoin will get over like overlooked because maybe Ethereum, maybe Ethereum throws money at a bunch of developers or ES throws money at a bunch of developers. People are like, oh my God, like, look at this. They're building shitty applications that we can somewhat use, but they're shitty. We'll lose a hundred million dollars every few months. But in the long run, people slowly but surely building out Bitcoin and it becomes something that people can't deny. It's going to be the most secure, have the most, uh, I guess the Bitcoin developer community in particular has a very like defensive paranoid mindset where right. they're thinking about everything that can go wrong where other development projects are thinking about everything that can go right. Right. Yeah. That's a great point. Right. That's, um, that's a great point. And yeah, the, uh, we, and we see that as, as a, as a, you hit the nail on the head there too. It's, it's with, with all these developers working on Ethereum, we, we just see it as an opportunity uh, for us and just um, and for everybody that that's working on Bitcoin projects, it, it gives these uh, these these software developers that much more of a head start. Mm-hmm. Um, 
to capture the market or whatever market they're going after. And for us, it's uh, capturing the global market for the delivery of Bitcoin. Yeah. Um, so let's jump into your like philosophy. Like what like philosophically drove you to Bitcoin? Was it from your payments background where you're like, holy shit, this is way more efficient? Or not even more efficient. It's not more efficient to an extent, but... Um, yeah, so it's it, it had a lot to do with um, my payments background, and just it, I just saw the potential of how Bitcoin is go- literally going to change everything, and um, I, I just I had to be part of this in some way or another. And because I'm not a software developer, I had to to um, you know I, I spend all day every day just. Uh, learning as, as much as I can about Bitcoin and um, yeah you get the, the people saying oh you know it's uh, who, who really don't understand Bitcoin so trying to explain this to people everybody has a different uh, it, you need a different way to explain Bitcoin to some folks right so um, so it, it was so for me it was it was it was really just um, it's a way for for the for really connecting the entire world to this to this new global e-commerce. Yeah. Um, um, and and with regards to the payments, yeah. So I I just I got out of payments. I just saw the payment space becoming kind of scammy. Um, yeah. How so? Well, it, it's just there's no there's really been no innovation i mean if you look at the card networks it's the same thing since 1960s you know it's it's just it's a card you know i mean now they have the uh they got rid of the signatures i believe recently which that was really never needed and and a few years back uh with the with the target hack they um they had the emv chips implemented and that was really a top-down um, thing by the card issuing networks. They won't say that, but it was. Uh, and also the hardware providers, too, because hardware providers are in trouble. Um, so it, it th- there's been no innovation there. And even today, if, like, uh, last week I was using Zelle with, with Chase, um, you know, it was like their uh, way to to send payments, basically, Um Quickly, but it still it still takes one to three business days. <laughs> really, that's <laughs> quickly in banking terms. <laughs> you know, it's it, with Bitcoin. It's just it once people try Bitcoin for the first time, it's just like, really, it's that easy. You know, it's it's. Uh, yeah, let's let's jump into point of sale systems in particular because that's fun. like because <laughs> I've thought about creating apps in the past. I've had a couple ideas and actually pursued one. Yeah. Um, not aggressively, but like did a lot of research and was thinking about putting together like a prototype. It was basically an app where, uh, I mean, this has been tried before too, so it's not like a novel idea, but it's basically an app where you can see, uh, if you go to a bar, mm-hmm. you just sign up your, you, when you go to the bar, you check in via your phone, like, Hey, I'm here. Yep. You run your tab from your phone. Yep. You, it's hooked up your social network so you can see like if it's your friend's birthday you're in Chicago I'm right. in New York it's my birthday here you want to send me a beer you see that I'm at a bar you throw it on you throw a beer on my tab and you pay it that way and what I found was the thing that makes it impossible is the point of sale systems right. like you can't integrate with them like they're all completely different they're not yep. they're not plug and chug you can't just uh, they're they're not cooperative they I want their say. piece exactly <laughs> So and Bitcoin as software, like a point of sale system, a lot of it's hardware, a yes. lot of the hardware and, and proprietary software. Right. Um, but Bitcoin as open source software, like you could just make an app basically where if somebody had an iPad or something, download the app and you can create this global point of sale system that anybody can plug into. Right? I, I love it. And you should really, see, it's these simple ideas like this, Marty, where you just, they're simple, but it's this will it's work a, this right will literally it's will, a low-hanging it, fruit it right? is a total low-hanging fruit and yeah this is the point of sale system so you have um gosh i mean there's just so you have you have micros who's more of like the retail side and, and they're relatively easy, easy to integrate with but they still want their piece they they have their own loyalty program um there's still the uh 
the interface where the there's some sort of training that needs to be done um, and then there's also like NCR uh, there's IBM which I, I believe actually Toshiba bought the IBM's um, retail point-of-sale units um, but but these are old huge expensive pieces of hardware now bulky pieces of, a lot like the the big or the Bitcoin ATMs are just you know regular ATMs are just bulky pieces of hardware they're expensive uh, especially point-of-sale systems they're very expensive and then once um, restaurants, retailers get locked into these point of sale systems. It's very difficult for them to leave because, especially if they have multiple locations, um, it's it's not easy for them to get out of those and just uh, swap all new, brand new equipment. But if yeah, like small uh, point of sale, Square's got it right. Square's figuring it out. If anybody, if, they're in, if there's anybody innovating in the point of sale uh arena it would be square mm-hmm. and now we know that jack might be a bitcoin maximalist <laughs> maybe he's working on lightning apps maybe and we might see like bitcoin compatibility on these square point of sale systems that would be interesting but um, if anybody wants to work on an open source pos system not proof of stake point of sale let me know this is an interesting idea i think this is a low-hanging fruit too it is it really is yeah and then and yeah with also the the bar tab thing too you, you just op- open it and then you can leave, um, and then maybe some people will forget to pay, so they'll uh, so they'll ha- they'll actually have that almost like a uh, well, it'd be maybe you could do like some sort of escrow thing as well. Yeah, um, you could figure it out. Yeah, yeah, some yeah, I'm not sure, but uh, but yeah, it's this is just a high level idea, right? We'll f- we'll we'll flesh out the uh, <laughs> the granular details in time. Yep, yep. <laughs> absolutely. Um, no, but it's again like the opportunity to disrupt. Simple things like that. Thinking of things like that. Uh, what other low-hanging fruits would you say there are? Any, I, geez, I mean, in point regarding point-of-sale systems, or Just that Bitcoin could disrupt in particular. Oh, I, you know, on the walk over here, I just I see all these. Um, yeah, just the just just all the banks here. You know, obviously, it's it's and these banks are just so they're they're thinking about bitcoin and i, and I know so i know some banks and i have nothing against banks um for the most part it's more the fiat yeah. system that they run on right yeah it's just yeah yeah i think the problem i have the problem i do have with banks is they're they're getting tax money uh, essentially and just in in charging people high interest rates and just puts people in traps 20 percent, 30 percent aprs and um and then yeah, it's they they played a, a, a different game. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, we're good. We're good. Okay. Yeah, we got a. It's loud in the barstool office right now. I don't know what's <laughs> going on out there. You know, Willie Cologne screaming for some reason. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, I think um, yeah. There, there's just any any kind of business today can be can be replicated in, into Bitcoin mm-hmm. um, businesses in the future and um, kind of going back to to the the escrow or you know quote smart contracts for example I mean one one idea that that I really like is uh, for example for let's say here in New York as well you know you see a bunch of apartments well people put deposits down for for apartments rentals right and so you um, you don't know if you're getting that money back. So let's say you put down 2000 bucks. You don't know if you're getting all back, part of it back. Um, and then, so what What applications can be built from this, for example, is that um, you can have a third-party arbitrator and maybe take a picture of videos of the apartment before you rent and then after you rent, and that arbitrator will decide to whether the Bitcoin should be released or... Yeah, the arbitrator is the landlord who's looking to take your security deposit right now. <laughs> yeah, right? And, and, and these never go to small claims courts. No. Because you know, it's too expensive. Too expensive. Yeah, exactly. The incentives are... The landlords are raping people three ways. Yeah. Like, it's great. New York City in particular, like the rent here is ridiculous. Yeah. What infuriates me in the New York rental market is the broker scam. So I don't know what, if you know this. I don't. I don't know the brokers. So in Chicago, yep. Let's go step up in Chicago. I felt like when we were looking for apartments, yep. we would go to a broker. They would take us around, look at apartments, and we would sign a lease. Yep. And all you had to put down a security deposit, maybe first month, last month, 
and that's it. Yep. Uh, and then the owner, or the landlord of that apartment complex, pays the broker a fee for filling the house. I see. Here in New York, it's completely ass backwards, and when you're going apartment hunting and you use a broker, you get you get the apartment, you sign the lease, you put a security deposit down, first month, last month, and then you pay a broker's fee, which is many thousands of dollars. So the, the consumer is paying the broker to find an apartment for them. Really? Like, like the owner of the apartment is not paying the broker. Really? The the tenants are. That's it's strange. completely ass bad. That right? That's and the way these brokers strange. work, they have no idea what they're selling. They like show up to a place for the first time and they all they do is open the door oh, wow. and say, take a look, and they get... 3000 bucks off the top. Wow. It's absurd. Wow. It's completely ass backwards, and I'm going to do something about it. You should. That's, that's been, an application right there. <laughs> right? <laughs> New, York, New York City brokers. I have some friends that are. Mm-hmm. You're assholes. <laughs> <laughs> Forget about it. It's completely ass backwards. It makes no sense. It doesn't make any sense. But New York City can drive a rationality, you know? Like the pe- people want to be here. I want, how did this come about? Like uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'll, I'm gonna find out though. Yeah. I'm gonna put an end to it. Yeah, get it done. It's madness. <laughs> <laughs> it's it drives me crazy because I'm looking for a new apartment right now. It's just like fuck. Yeah. I don't want to give the stupid broker three thousand dollars. Are you dealing with the brokers right now, or are you just no? You try. Me and my wife try really hard to keep brokers out of it. So yeah. you got to like work hard to yeah. keep a broker out of it. You got to go like straight to the, to the owner and be like, I'm not paying a fee. Like, <laughs> <laughs> kind of like under the table stuff. Huh? It's sort of under the table. You just yeah. cut out the middle. It's cutting out the middleman. Yeah. And that's like, you want to talk about like a parasitic middleman. It's New York city brokers. They just insert themselves. They have no, they don't care about you. Yeah. They don't know the apartments they're showing 95% of the time. And they just show up, open a door and get a $3,000 cut from the tenant <laughs> that's my that's marty's rant for the day nice um you mentioned chicago and, and yeah so we we talked about this when uh when we first got here too yeah so i, I used to live in chicago and what a great city it's uh, incredible city most underrated city in the in the country i would argue i agree yeah i, I agree I, I, and i'd say of course i'm a little bit biased but i'd say madison's up there as well and madison's a beautiful city san diego too maybe Never been to San Diego. Oh, well, do you surf? I do. Yeah, that's yeah. real. You gotta go to San Diego. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. Longboard, shortboard, hybrid. Uh, um, longboard. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm too bulky. I'm a beefy Bitcoin boy. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> I don't. know that. <laughs> <laughs> It's been a meme that's been propagated on this podcast before. Really? <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't. I'm not too buoyant on a shortboard. Uh, yeah. If I've got a better center balance on a longboard, I think I'm a pussy or whatever. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. What about you? Do you surf? I do. Yeah. 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 I love. Yeah. I love to surf. I learned how to surf in. I lived in LA for a year, so I, I learned how to surf at Huntington Beach. Um, and then they used to take trips to San Diego quite often. Mm-hmm. This is PB Pacific Beach. Um, you know, kind of touristy, but I like. I, I actually, I think the waves are perfect. Nice rolling. Um, you know, six to ten foot waves typically. Uh, but right now, I I, I go surfing in um, San Francisco. I go surfing at Pacifica, so it's like a cove. But it's nice because there's not there's really any rip tides. Mm-hmm. There's great whites out there, but there's we're looking for seals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or or beefy surfers. <laughs> <laughs> so I will stay out of San Francisco's waters. <laughs> Um, yeah, next time, next time you San Francisco, man. Yeah, we'll, I'll take you out, dude. That'd be uh, gotta wear gotta wear a wetsuit and, and, and booties, the footies. But uh, no I mean, you, do you wear those out here? The the the, the booties or the, the, uh, the, the hood? After October, you yeah. gotta put it on. Yeah. Um, I'm too much of a pussy. I don't surf after October. Not too much of a pussy. I don't have enough time to get down to Jersey. Like during the summers, I'll surf a lot. But I had wanted to make it a point to surf more in the off season um but yeah like right now the water in south jersey is probably like 55 degrees i would say fahrenheit oh wow yeah which isn't bad i'll bear back yeah, that's that that's not too bad that's about san francisco yeah, yeah. um y- y- you don't use a wetsuit with that no nah, it's like a jersey harder thing people people like the 
I mean, people will wear wetsuits, but a lot of people like to be a hard on go bareback. Yeah. Um, but it's funny though. I feel like a lot of surfers found like a lot of Bitcoin people, like Bitcoin attracts sur- like a surfer vibe. Yeah. I feel like a lot of the people I've met Pirate Beach Bum. Give a shout out to Pirate Beach Bum. Shout out Pirate Beach Bum. Yeah, he did a uh, he did an interview on Azteca, right? He did, yeah, and he's actually one of our. We go to him for for some advising uh, at times. Uh, he's, um, you should have him. You should have him in uh, in here sometime. He's a super cool dude. I'll let him t- tell his story. Um, he's a private guy, but uh, yeah, I love I love PBB. He's um, very insightful. He's an entrepreneur. Um, yeah, he's he's and he he's been through this whole rigmarole. Uh, for for starting um, um, with with starting businesses, multiple businesses, things like that, and um, yeah, he's somebody I highly respect and and often go to for um, to run things by and and see what he would have done or how he thinks, and, mm-hmm. yeah, and so he's yeah, highly much much respect PBB. Shout out PBB. Yep. Um. What else could we hit on here? Is there anything in particular about Bitcoin that's going on right now you want to talk about? Uh, let's see. I, yeah, I just, I, I really think hitting home on the, so you mentioned HODL, right? So, so, so a couple things. So uh, with regards to, to HODLing, um, th- this is obviously a key driver um, for the, for the foundation of Bitcoin. Um but at at the same time, it's people should also understand that um, without Bitcoin getting into the hands of millions and then billions of people, holding really doesn't mean too much. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's gotta it's gotta get out there. These these app these, and I cannot stress this enough. These startups do need help. Like and it's and we we've been through it and we're you know finally getting the funding, but. There's been um, a lot of time that we've spent just chasing the um, the VCs, for example, and I mean, maybe it was my 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 approach was wrong. I actually should have started out targeting individual, the angel investors, and mm-hmm. um, but I I think th- these these Bitcoin startups are getting overlooked, um, and take. You mentioned Lightning, for example, right? Mm-hmm. So they just—this is Lightning. They did—they raised two point five million <laughs> right. to over eleven investors, you know, and and you know DCG was part of that, and and I I don't imagine any Bitcoin start wanting to take money from DG, DCG, you know. So, it's, <laughs> but this is like they had this is lightning and they they only raised 2.5 and they had to do across 11 different investors yeah was that like 100 200 grand uh yeah 200 210 grand a pop yeah it's like and then that same week crypto kitties raised 13 million dollars just gonna say yeah and crypto kitties skips they were started what in november they they skip seed go straight to to yeah 12 13 million series a Um, priorities people priorities I, I think the the startups in the, the Bitcoin ecosystem like they shouldn't even have to think about raising an ICO uh, so for those Bitcoin millionaires out there um, and hedge funds they, sh- they should really start like I, I think hedge funds are, are these crypto hedge funds are actually going to be disrupting VCs really yeah ab- absolutely like and I these VCs don't see it come I, I know uh, there speaking of a ton of VCs and I have much respect for VCs because they they have to raise capital themselves and and we know some that are going through that right now and I have friends who are, are um, venture capitalists but they um, if they don't get into the to the Bitcoin game they're they're going to miss out um, and it's kind of like going back to the ICO thing of uh, what you see is people down the road and Bitcoin is such a small space, and people do not forget things. And uh, <laughs> right, <laughs> right, yeah. So people it, don't forget. Red Creighton. <laughs> 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 yeah, 
Yeah, it, it's yeah, it, it's 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 such Jeff Garzik. Yeah, people don't forget. No, it's <laughs> Brian Armstrong. Yeah, it's who else can yeah, we say? Oh gosh, there's you know Dan Larimer. Uh, there's a lot of scammers out there. There's yeah, there's a Bryce Weiner. <laughs> call you all out. <laughs> uh, ver, you know, it's, uh, there's yeah, it's just. No, that's like one thing I harp on. Though. This is a long-term reputation game. Yeah. I think, in the long run, the best, the best mentality to have is a conservative mentality. Yeah, you're right. Because if you go out there preaching that you're going to solve the world with a, a delegated proof of stake system, yep. and it turns out to be completely ass, mm-hmm. people are going to look at you and laugh. Turing complete. <laughs> that was a red herring. That was, was a red herring. That was a red herring. <laughs> the world computer. <laughs> That's the other thing. I mean, we say yeah. this, like people don't forget, but do people forget? Like, because they do forget. A lot of and these, they're building on it. Some people don't forget. All right, we're gonna have to change that. Some people don't forget, Brett. Um, in in like a th- the thing too, when I when I mentioned that like Ethereum's building on sand, let's not forget that um, the DAO, right? And um, and we've we've seen it occasionally where there's there's been other hacks in Ethereum. I don't think that's gonna stop because it's like Hotel California. You can check out, but you can never leave. <laughs> right. So you never know if there's gonna be another hack. You know, next week, ten years from now, who knows? I bet there's a bunch of zero days out there waiting to be exploited. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, that's what happened when you create a programming language from scratch. Yep. And deploy it within two years <laughs> without heavy testing. Um, we'll see, though. We'll yeah, see. We'll see. It's we'll see. We have these convictions. Then, like, you talk to people who are so convinced that Ethereum's going to happen. It's like, uh, what do you? What, what information do you have that I don't? You yeah. know? Yep. Always be skeptical. Skeptical. You sound like a Bitcoin maximalist. Uh, <laughs> I'm so toxic. Do you embrace that term, Bitcoin maximalism? Yeah. Yeah, I do too. I do too. Um, yeah, it's whatever. Um, I'm trying to like, I'm trying to begin to like stop uh, antagonizing, you know. Actually, that rant was pretty antagonizing, but it was. Um, I, I just think, I just think in the long run, Bitcoin's going to win on its merit. Like, it's this is it's an open source meritocracy. This whole space, at the end of the day, and. It, common sense right why is it common sense it's it's just the fundamentals big bitcoin the, the software project has been running for what, again like over almost now. a decade yeah it's um for the most you know, never been hacked there's never been any really there's been a hiccup but th- there's really never been any downtime mm-hmm. and this is literally unprecedented um software project in in uh it's common sense because the it's it's just many many people don't understand the fundamentals right. of this. And we're seeing it yesterday. Bitcoin Cash had a hard fork. I didn't. I didn't even. I was. I just flew in yesterday, so I didn't. I, I missed a lot of the news. They had yesterday. a planned hard fork, May fifteenth. Bitcoin Cash did. Bitcoin Cash did, and it looks like. I'm um, seeing here Ben Verrett is reporting on Twitter that Bitcoin ABC nodes that upgraded after yesterday's hard fork can't sync. So, you have an unskilled development team, very hubristic development team, thinking they can solve all of Bitcoin's problems. Bitcoin Cash is the real Bitcoin, people. Don't forget. <laughs> this is what these people believe. They can't even manufacture, they can't even coordinate a hard fork without having nodes tr- drop off the network and make it impossible to sync. Like, Interesting. There's so many externalities and small details that are, that I believe the Bitcoin core process takes into consideration that other people other software projects are not that my money's on them low and slow it's uh, it's gonna be a long it's gonna be a long time it's gonna be it's gonna be a long road but we're already we're already long way down the road but it's only gonna get longer yeah and that's that's another thing too it's if if um, if one of the, the, the top Bitcoin core developers some you know god forbid something happens to them there's still many other bitcoin core developers that understand um the uh the project and you know will step up 
uh, on the other side of that Ethereum, you know, if um, also God, God forbid something happened to their leader over there, uh, something, but if something happened there, I don't think that people can just step in and, and replace what he's doing. Yeah. You know, so it's... There's a lot of uh, Vitalik worship. Yeah. Vitalik, if you're listening, I have a conversation with Vitalik like once a week on this yeah. podcast. Yeah. Is, is it with him or is it? Uh, it's. I just speak into the abyss. He never listens. He never hears me. I'm sure he's li- he listens. I'm sure he listens. Vitalik, if you're listening, come stop by the studio. Let's talk. You got a lot of stress on your shoulders for a 23 year old. <laughs> it's. Uh, I can't imagine it. I have empathy for you. Yeah. Eh, empathy, no, because I do not know what it's like to be in your shoes. Yeah. I have sympathy for you. Yeah. Um. All right, Ryan, this has been a great conversation. Is there any like parting notes or anything you want to talk talk about in particular before before we get out of here? Um, let's see. No, I just I thank you very much for having me on, Marty. I really appreciate this. this is very cool. This is a fun conversation. Yeah, this is great. Where uh where can people find out more about you and Azteco? Azteco A Z T E dot C O. Uh and I'm on Twitter, Ryan Dipman D I P P M A N N. Double P, double N. And my business partner, Beautyon. Uh, Beautyon underscore. On Twitter. Yeah. He, he will he will teach you some things on Twitter. Beautyon? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and that's, yeah, and, and in closing, it's, um, he's he's got, kind of going back to, I don't know if I skipped over that a little bit, but one of the things that really, really um, attracted me to, to, to his, to his project and, and to him as a as a person is his anticipation for all this is going, and he shares this with everybody. Mm-hmm. On, um, He's been pretty correct in his predict- predictions, and, and that's just it, right? It's yeah. um, he he looks at what's going on currently, um, and. Uh, He's able. He's able to see into the future, and, and he put and he puts it out there, and, and people should pay attention. They they really can get business ideas from this, and yeah. sometimes like oh, you know, maybe you know, don't share too much information, but <laughs> but it's it's op- it's open source ideas, mm-hmm. and it's 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 great for Bitcoin and and it's great for the development, and we're really excited for the future of Bitcoin and for Azteco and just um, onboarding these these millions and, and billions of people and, and capturing the global market. Well. Good luck to you as you you, you roll this out. I'm very excited for it. I think it's going to be a very successful company. Thank you very much. I think the UX that you guys have worked out is uh, impeccable. It's very simple. Thank you. Um, I'm Marty Bent. You can find me on Twitter at Marty Bent. If you like this podcast, subscribe, rate, review, tell your friends. Tell me you don't like it. Tell me you like it. Just let me know what you think. Um, That's all for this week. Peace and love. All right. That was fun. That was cool, man. Thank you.